Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's Tuesday. It must be a book author interview on the Lori and Julia show. We're delighted to have Ingrid Rojas Contreras with us. She has written a novel called Fruit of the Drunken Tree. It's your debut novel, and it's kind of autobiographical. And Ingrid, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, where, I'm thrilled. Where are we catching you today? I am in San Francisco. Oh, nice. All right. So here is the big question. Um, after reading the book and knowing your story, um, what, can you just give everybody the setup for the book and a little bit about your background? Yeah. Okay. So the so Fruit of the Drunken Tree is a story about two young girls who are living together through the 90s in Bogota, in Colombia. So there's car bombs and kidnappings and assassinations, and Pablo Escobar is in the background of it. And in the center of the novel, it's these two young girls who have this friendship together, but because they come from very different backgrounds and different classes, um, the violence slowly starts to come into their lives and it tears them apart. And it's just, um, and it's told through the two through Chula and through uh, Patrona's voices, two young girls. Yes. Yeah, this is true. Um, and Chula is a middle class girl and she lives in a gated community in, in Bogota. And she's um, and and Patrona is uh, she lives her family has been displaced by the violence of Colombia. And she lives in guerrilla-occupied territory. So the part that's autobiographical is that when I was living in Colombia, uh, we, my family would take in young girls who had been displaced by the civil conflict. And they would live with us and they would be our caretakers. And one of these girls who also lived in guerrilla-occupied territory was, threatened into acting against our family. And they told her, if you don't do this, we'll, we'll kill your, your family. So she had this horrible choice. Um, and that's what, what the book is based on. Yeah, it's just, it's just an amazing story. And I think, you know, living here in Minnesota and growing up here, we have absolutely no clue what it was like to live in those scary times. And, and even some of the, um, you know, some of the context in the, the book is lovely. It's told in in the fruit of the drunken tr- drunken tree. Is is? Can you explain to everybody what that means? Sure. So the so there's a tree in Colombia that we call borrachero, and it literally means drunken tree. So this this tree is very poisonous, and when you grind the the seeds, it produces this drug that we call burundanga. And when you're exposed to to this drug. Uh, none of your motor skills are affected, but you lose your free will. So you're highly suggestible, and you do whatever you know anybody tells you to do. And the next day, you have no memory of what happened. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's a very scary uh, drug, and it, it's hard to believe that it exists. Right. Um, yeah. It does. Okay, so... So, you know, here you are. This is your first novel. You're a huge hit. Um, everyone just says bravo to you on this on this story. And it's extremely moving. 
it's extremely difficult to read too because you think of how sad it is when you think of these young young people and what they're going through in their life every day and the tv is kept on to find out when the power goes on and off yeah and and always hearing all of the bad things that are happening and seeing car bombings and knowing that there's a kidnapping that are being attempted your father was kidnapped even what mm-hmm. what you know? I read that you started writing the book when you were in Chicago and couldn't leave the U.S. to visit your family because you were between visas. What has this? Was it something that was just growing in you that you really thought I need to write my story? A story about this? Yeah, actually, I tried uh, not to write it for many years, but every single thing that I wrote just kept leading me back into the story, um, and I would I would try to write. I don't know, fiction about people in circuses. <laughs> Happy times. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it all somehow just kept turning into this story. And when I, you know, it, it's, it was so, uh, it was the reason why my family and I left Colombia, what happened. And it, it's, in a way, it just haunted me until I was able to, to write it, until I was able to, to voice what had happened in this fictional parallel world. It, uh, it, it did a lot of healing for me and it, and it allowed me to, to address, you know, what it, what it means to be an immigrant, what it means to come uh, with an experience like that mm-hmm. into a country that, that is very safe and, you know, people don't experience things like that. Uh, so I was able to explore all of that through the book. And do you think it was important? How was it important for you to tell the story of what was happening in Colombia in the 80s and 90s uh, through a perspective of young females, uh, Chula and Petrona? You know, we're not we in the United States are somewhat familiar with uh, Pablo Escobar and his story and the people around him. But uh, how is it important for you to tell it uh, from this female young perspective? You know, it was so important to me because you know, uh, centering young girls who are maybe the, the worst, the people who are the worst off when you, we talk about violence or a civil conflict. Uh, and, and for that story not to have uh, been in the forefront of the 90s in Colombia was very troubling to me. You know, why are we focusing on what Pablo Escobar was thinking about and, you know, what he did and how many jets did he have right. when, when so many people's lives were kind of destroyed by his, his war with the government. So I was more interested in, in centering women and, and young women and what it was like for them to, to try to make it unscathed through that time. It's, it, you know, one of the lines just talking about how they're young Colombian women standing on a street corner, corner to deliver envelopes to men on motorcycles about information about kidnappings or dying that you really just to be that young and know you really don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And just to know it at such an early age. I just the book is amazing. It's The Fruit of the Drunken Tree by in, Ingrid Rojas Contreras. And Ingrid, so when you've been out talking to people, have other people come up to you that kind of have shared the same experiences or have you met people from different countries that have immigrated to the United States that have common, any commonalities? Yes, I've heard so much from, it goes from um, my, my family left Colombia in the 80s 
and I grew up in the U.S. and I had no idea why they left because they don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And this book has has shown me a little bit of what might have been going on. Yeah. To, uh, you know... I, you know, my, one of my family members was kidnapped or, um, we also had to flee because of the violence. And it, it's just this very beautiful moving thing for me to, to give this story, um, to, to my community in the book and then to, to have these events where people approach me and then they tell me their story. That's been so meaningful and it just, uh, just fills me with, with joy every time that it happens. What a one that's wonderful. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, we are excited to share your book, Fruit of the Drunken Tree, with everybody else. Um, can you we always ask our authors, Ingrid, what's the last great book that you read? The last great book that I read. Um I just finished reading the last book that I read was uh Friday Black. Okay. By Nana Kwame Ajay. Renya and his uh, he's at, he just got a big literary award and it's a book of short stories and it's kind of like uh, Black Mirror meets like Get Out. Oh, get out of here! Uh, really? <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh, like, that sounds yeah, wild. Oh. Yeah, it's it's this wonderful book that's uh, about it kind of becomes sci-fi at times and it's about race and you know, what it's like to be a black man, but it's also about uh, relationships and it's beautifully written. And it's just as addictive as like black, when you see black mirror, it's it's, it's just as addicting as that. It's a wonderful book. So Ingrid, you made it past the first episode of black mirror. I was done. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't go through another one after the pig scene. (laughs) Fantabulously tense. There was no going. So the book is Friday black and your book is fruit of the drunken tree. Congratulations to you on your success. And so nice to meet you and hear your story. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, when we've got a couple copies of the book to give away, you can call us at 651-641-1071. I see people are already doing that. Fantastic. When we come back, we really, 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 really want to know your favorite holiday movies because here they come, people, and we want to talk about it.